the fire is strong. I remain on, I remain Through on. the fire of stone, I remain on. Uh, trial by fire, trial by fire. It's the trial by fire. It's the trial by the fire of stone. Welcome everyone and thank you for tuning in to the Armchair Bookers Podcast. I am your host, as always, Joshua Joslin. And let me tell you, it is great to be talking wrestling. This episode, I'm going to discuss a title change or two in AEW, uh, as well as some of uh, the overall happenings. Um, I'll also share my feelings about the talent cuts happening in WWE. Um, after that, I'll be talking about the career of the late, great Adrian Street, uh, who we lost this past July. Um, little highlights of his career I'd like to share, um, a wrestler that maybe most don't know of, but I uh, should certainly look up, check out, and, um, and uh, you know, find matches, read about, all those things. Anyway, uh, like I said, this episode will highlight some AEW and uh, WWE, and that's what makes this episode a little bit of a mixed bag of excitement and fun and uh, sadness, um, you know, with the, with the merger in WWE. I'll save that. I want to start with AEW. And some of the things that are happening there. Um, Eddie Kingston. You know what? I'm going to wait on Eddie Kingston. I'm going to start it off with something different. I'm going to start with Christian winning the TNT title uh, over Luchasaurus, who was the champion, and Darby Allen. Uh, Christian and Luchasaurus were um, a pair. Christian, uh, while Luchasaurus was the, was the title holder, Christian liked to... You know, not even wiggle his way in. I'm going to be honest. He wasn't even wiggling. He was flat out blatantly saying, this is my belt. I'm the champ. Um, when that obviously wasn't true, it was Luchasaurus. Um, this was a great opportunity for um, Christian, or Luchasaurus really, to peel away from Christian. Um, Darby Allen kind of floats around, uh, usually a fodder for a championship match. You know, the person to lose or a transition champion, it seems like. Uh, I'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. But Luchasaurus um, splitting from Christian would be really, really cool because Luchasaurus is, is uh, awesome. You know, I love his look. The name is, is eh, just because it sounds a little bit cheesy. His look, while cheesy, just works. It's it's He's big dude. Um, I like him. I hope he stays a heel because I think that um, he's more. he can really be a monster heel if they want to make him that. Um, just by his size and his moves. I mean, he can he can move uh, for such a big guy. I forget how big he is until you know he's standing in there with Darby Allen and Christian. Uh, Christian taking the belt is is so so for me. Um, my feelings on AEW using veterans um, it's it's fifty fifty. Uh, I I like the title change because um, a heel should have it and there should be a chase and that this title change change will make Luchasaurus chase. So if he is a face. That, there we go, that at least will fit that formula. If he stays heel, um, he can fall to the background of Christian. Christian can make him believe that's still their belt. I don't know where they would go with it. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, they could be partners one day, enemies the next, and then a whole big stable together after that with AEW. So I have no idea. But I want to see where Luchasaurus goes. Um, he's not a main event person, at least not at the moment. Um, AEW seems to have really uh, established their main event, um, who they're, who they're going to shuffle in and out. Luchasaurus doesn't seem to be in that shuffle. So I would, I would assume he stays in the mid card. Um, you know, he could, he could join factions. He could, I could see him joining, um, Mogul Embassy, Mogul Embassy. Um, 
I think that would be pretty cool. I do like that stable because I love uh, Swerve. Um, probably the, the biggest, one of the biggest people I was upset to see get uh, released the last time that um, WWE had their, their, I think it was Black Monday, they, they cut all those counts. Anyway, um, so so Swerve always holds a, a spot in my heart. I love the way he wrestles. Um, I was supposed to see him on the indie circuit uh, for SWF in North Jersey. Uh, however, once he signed, he had to pull from that card. It was like a week or two before um, that card was about to happen. So missed my chance to see him on the indie circuit. But I am a big fan, um, and I, I like that they're doing something with him. Um, that's key. Went off on a bit of a tangent there, a little bit of, a, of a, down the alleys. Um, speaking of alleys, Darby Allin. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was cheesy. Um, I am not sold on Darby Allin. Um, I was very, very, very much at the beginning because they, they, you know, maximized his style. They, they, um, they highlighted it in cool ways. They kept him mysterious. They, they hooked him up with Sting. Sting needs to, to, to move away from him, um, number one. Number two, Darby Allen shouldn't just be the person that comes out to get the pops and to get the, uh, you know, you, he's always Mr. Dependable. That's great. But use him as such, because otherwise he's going to kind of be stuck where he is, which is sometimes he'll win a mid-card championship. Most of the time he's going to lose that championship, and then he'll chase it around after that. Most likely at some point he'll end up in a tag match with Sting or a multi-match with, multi-man match with Sting. I just feel like they're losing opportunities with Darby Allen if they don't start to, you know, put him either in something, you know, something more prominent, um, He's a pillar, but I feel like he's just like he's just standing there. But uh, that's my, you know, I haven't watched it enough to really be able to say that I'm correct. You know, tell me I'm wrong. Please tell me I'm wrong. Uh, Darby Allen's a great talent. I don't want to see him wasted. And yes, I'm saying wasted in AEW. He could be. They have wasted talent. Where does this go for Darby Allen? He didn't win the match. Where does he go? Um, where does it all go? That's always the question, right? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about, uh, next I want to talk about something that I'm really, really happy about. Eddie Kingston winning the Ring of Honor Championship from Claudio. I never say his last name right, so I'm not going to. Formerly known as Cesaro in WWE. Claudio is, uh, will forever be underrated. Um, I love what AEW is doing with him. I love that they put the Ring of Honor Championship on Claudio. It solidified him as... The, cha- the champion that, that, as a champion who deserved a championship and deserved a run with the championship, it solidified him as a wrestler who, who will draw some eyes, draw some attention. And it did. When he run the, won the Ring of Honor Championship, it was really, really cool. It was his first singles title, um, and it was a big one. I, I think that, um, I think that with, with Eddie Kingston winning off of Claudio, that was cool because it added, uh, there's several layers to that. They have a legitimate personal, I mean, Eddie Kingston at least will speak openly about heat that he has towards Cesaro, just the way Cesaro carries himself. This dates back years. You know, is that is that true or has that always just been able to play up um, a possible feud? I'm thinking it's pretty real because Eddie Kingston is, is really real. Um, so, but Eddie Kingston is now the Ring of Honor uh, champ, uh, heavyweight champion. He is also the New Japan uh, strong open weight champion, which I tend to forget about, and my apologies on that. Um, I love it for Eddie Kingston because it continues to put a spotlight on him. Um, I 
have been very honest about hardcore wrestling, my dislike for hardcore wrestling and the blood and all those um, bigger, grotesque, in my opinion, spots. Uh, so me liking Eddie Kingston as much as I do doesn't really make sense because he is known for those type of matches, at least on the indie, you know, indies. Now he is a very aggressive brawler type of wrestler, which I enjoy. I also love his just overall presentation because there's not a single second where I doubt that that is Eddie Kingston. Um, he's very honest about who he is when you get to read articles about him. Pro Wrestling Inc. always has something uh, about Eddie Kingston. He just seems like a, a fan that got a chance to wrestle and does it really well because he loves it and takes it serious. Um, he has that old school style where, you know, don't disrespect the ring, come in and do your job, do it the way you're supposed to. He has had some backstage tiffs. Um, one I remember was Sammy Guevara, possibly pie-faced him. Like I said, Claudio, he does not really like Daniel Bryan. <laughs> he doesn't like a few people. Uh, but that being said, he that's, that's Eddie Kingston, right? That is who he is across the board, and he makes no apologies about that. You can't help but get behind somebody like Eddie Kingston. He's a heel. He should be booed. He's not, though, because he feels like the common man. He's, he's just the person that you knew growing up that was super tough uh, that now gets to do it on TV. Um, not everybody's a fan of Eddie Kingston. Uh, I think that, again, I gush about it because he's getting the chance to do it on, on TV for, for people to get to love him. We wouldn't have gotten that gotten that chance without AEW. He's not a, um, you know, I could never see him doing, being a WWE, being a WWE guy. It would stifle him. I would never want to see it. Despite my like of WWE, despite my like of Eddie Kingston, that is not a marriage that, that works for either one. AEW works. And I'm really, really happy to see Eddie, um, you know, get that TV time, get those wins in front of the American audience. I gush. Uh, I know that he might be dealing with an injury. He's pulled out of some indie dates. Um, hopefully, all is all is well. He's a physical wrestler, like I said, so you know he does get banged up. If you are injured, Eddie, feel better. Get back in the ring soon. If you're not uh, injured, Eddie, see you when you're back in the ring. <laughs> all right, champ. Next up uh, to the dirt. I'm gonna go uh, to the to the dirt. Edge. AEW constant back and forth right now on the on the sheets i feel dirty even talking about it because i'm a wwe guy and edge you're you're a wwe guy right um right you know the rumor mill is is running a rampant as as the internet wrestling community is known to do i like okay i don't think he goes to aw I really don't. I think that he's established such an, uh, a career for himself and such a persona, um, a character, a staple of WWE. I don't think that he, he leaves. I think that um, he takes some time off, decides if he wants a retirement run or if he's good with it ending the way it did. I don't think he goes to AEW because I don't think that that's where he would really want to retire. Um, it seems like he has that, that understanding of the old school you know, you, you want to retire at your home. And that's not saying it's right or wrong. If he goes to AEW, hey, man, you must have gotten a deal that, that makes sense to you and your family. I don't want to see it because uh, it actually might make me just a little bit jealous. Uh, I don't want I, I, I would gel, I would be jealous if he, if he retired with AEW. Uh, it's hard to say that out loud, but I will admit it. 
he deserves to retire in, in, in WWE the way he wants to. If he went out the way he wanted to at WWE, awesome, more power to him. If he wants to go to AEW, I could see endless amount of awesomeness. But I could also see him putting his, his body on the line in ways that AEW seems to expect, um, or at least not shy away from, when they should with Edge. I think that he will push himself to put his body on the line in ways that he should not. Should not. Um, and I think WWE put clamps in certain areas to, to ensure his health and safety. AEW doesn't seem to have that in their minds, it seems, when allowing the spots that they allow. Sting should not be jumping off of anything. Knock it off. Knock it off. I don't want to see that old man land and just turn into dust and fly away like it's the, like it's the snap. Stop it. Back to Edge. Um, I think it would be good. So here's the other side. Why, I, As a wrestling fan, why I think it would be awesome. He gets to uh, reunite with Christian or go up against Christian and or both. Um, there's some rivalries there that obviously we would love to, to see play out. Edge versus Kenny Omega. Edge versus, um, you know, Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix would be a great uh, match with Edge. I mean, anybody would. Him going back, back and forth with MJF. The, it's, the sky's the limit for him in AEW. But I do fear what he would start to present. Um, I'm trying to. I don't want to say. Another, I, I'm. A, I don't want him to try to show off. Who am I to say any of this stuff? I don't know. I just feel like Edge's presentation works better for WWE, and and I don't know. Maybe he makes sense for AEW. I don't know. This breaks me. Uh, it, 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 it breaks me a bit because uh, I don't want to see Edge in AEW. He's a lifer, but we did see Mark Henry, who I never thought would leave. Uh, you know, Big Show, I thought would never leave. Chris Jericho, I'm not overly surprised by, but you know, Edge would be it would be a different hit. So uh, we'll see. We'll see where the dirt shifts us. Moving on, WWE. All right. Um, not. A great day for WWE, a uh, great week, and, you know, in terms of the, uh, screw WWE, not a great week for the people that they've released. That's who I should be focusing on, and let me, you know, saying out loud uh, that these folks lost their livelihoods, their partners, uh, in, in some scenarios, the, the, I'll get to it in a second. Um, money was, you know, money's a big factor in all decisions business. I get that. You have to manage your, your, your output compared to your input and this, that, the other, and manage employees. When WWE merged with UFC, we now have TKO Sports. TKO Sports announced, and uh, Nick Khan, president of uh, WWE, announced that there would be cuts. All the way from the top down, down to the talent. I shouldn't even say down to, over to even the talent. You knew things were going to get ugly, and you didn't want to see it, but... We have seen it, and I can't. I, I I'm worried about what, how many more cuts come next. The uh, talent cuts have have begun. Um, quite an extensive list were cut, pretty you know within a, a day or two of each other. I'm gonna run down the list. Uh, I know I might miss a few folks, but Matt Riddle, Dolph Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin, Elias, Mustafa Ali, Emma Riddick Moss, Aliyah Topdala, Rick Boogs, Mace. Mansoor, Dana Brooke, Dabakato, Shanky, Ikemen Hero, Ulisa Leon, Quincy Elliott, uh, Bryson Montana, Kevin Ventura Cortez, Daniel MacArthur, Alexis Gray, Brooklyn Barlow, and Abuble 
Adi Fitzgerald. I'm sorry if I mess up anybody's names. Those were the folks that were released. Um, again, I apologize if I missed anybody. Some big names, some um, some names that were trying to find their footing, and some names who never, you know, were given the the chance to for whatever reason were never uh, elevated to us getting a chance to see them on TV. Some of the big names, obviously, uh, Matt Riddle, Dolph Ziggler, um, Elias. I would put in there as as shocking. The not too many other folks I'm, I'm all that shocked by. Matt Riddle, I barely even, because um, I said last episode, I think he had run his course in, in WWE. Um, Dolph Ziggler hurts, just plain, simply hurts. There's no other way to say it than I got to see Dolph Ziggler's entire career from the uh, Spirit Squad all the way up to every evolution that he has made. I watched and popped like crazy when he cashed in the money in the bank to win the title over uh, Alberto Del Rio. Uh, the night after WrestleMania. Amazing. Amazing career. Hall of Fame career. To see him uh, not in WWE is going to be odd, but he should go to AEW. Um, absolutely. he his Everything about him would shine in such a cool way, reinvigorated way uh, in AEW. Sheldon Benjamin, Elias, Mustafa Ali. It stinks to see them go because I don't think any of them were ever utilized to a level that they could have been. Uh, Emma, Emma and Riddick Moss, it just absurd i mean it just brought emma back emma and riddick are uh fiancés uh engaged to be married i should say um so that just i mean that just that's got to be awful uh dana brooke all the work that she's put in for wwe to see her uh released stings um you know we had some big guys in there released abicado keto uh shanky they put a lot of time in them in, in, in different points um top dollar they had just brought in back uh had just brought back Rick Boogs uh, was a bit of a shocker. Apparently, he, to the dirt, he put out that it was backstage politics that played a factor. I don't know. But uh, that aside, you know, it just stinks to see so many uh, um, people lose their jobs right in front of us. People that we've been very entertained by. Dolph Ziggler, again, you know, all of them. But Dolph Ziggler is tough for me. Tough. Very, very tough to not see him in WWE. But I know he can go wherever he wants and, and shine, maybe even more than shine. Um you know, in terms of outshine where he's shown in WWE. He can continue to get bigger, and he deserves to. Dolph Ziggler, all you guys, best of luck to you. Um, thank you. You know, thank you for your time uh, entertaining us on in WWE. I can't wait to see where you guys go next. All right. Um, to finish up the episode, I want to talk about uh, Adrian Street. I want to highlight a few things that, um, that he, an amazing wrestler, what, not many in the mainstream would would know who he who he is who he was um less would even be familiar with the work that he he put out for no other reason than um the territories he went to and you know he didn't get a lot of opportunities to to be on the main mainstream and it kind of makes sense with with who he was as as uh, his his in-ring character so let me get into it um Adrian Street, uh, he wrestled out of South Wales, tough, tough dude, uh, who was prominent in the 70s and 80s. Um, before he became a wrestler, he uh, worked, his family generationally worked as coal miners. Um, he didn't, wasn't too keen on that. Uh, Adrian Street brought glitz and glamour to wrestling like few had been able to before him. Uh, when Street entered the world of wrestling, he was trying to break away from the coal mining career uh, family family legacy, I should say. 
um, and he wanted to do something on his own. Uh, he found wrestling as a way to escape that life. Um, he started bodybuilding at 16 and really fell in love with, with you know, the, the workout, the, the, the putting the energy into your body. He left home at 16 uh, and became a pro- to become a pro- professional wrestler. Um, in his first match, so he wasn't really smartened up to the business as, as they say. So he thought it was pretty, he thought it was all shoot, like two dudes standing across from each other. They're going to, what they're doing is beating each other up. He was a tough guy. So he gets into the ring. Actually, even before then, this is, I got uh, this part from, um, uh, pro wrestling stories. They did a highlight on Adrian street. Um, he, uh, his opponent for the night came to him first match came to him, uh, said, all right, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, this, that, the other. And Adrian was like, just kind of stand there. He thought it was odd that they would go over it like that. You know, it's about to be a fight. They get in a ring, the other guy's doing some showmanship. Adrian Street's not responding. They grapple up. Street immediately pops the guy's shoulder out of its socket, match over. He goes up to the uh, promoter and says, let me know when my, or tell me when I have my um, championship title match. So, Pretty confident, pretty strong. Uh, needed to understand that you just don't go out there and rip people's arms out of their sockets. But he eventually uh, figured that out. Um, pre glitz and glam, he was um, he wrestled um, as oh, I'm forgetting the name. Um, but <laughs> it evolved from just the heel dancing in the ring. Um, trying to get uh, the, the negative reaction. He, he really enjoyed being the heel. So from there, he said, all right, well, if I'm just doing all these things, let's, let's really turn it up a notch. So this is where he introduced... Um, where are we here? Yes. Uh, this is where he introduced the, the glitter, the bleached hair, the makeup, tassel, sequence. I mean, he over overdid it with... Um, the feminine energy, I would should say, in a time where you didn't want to see a man doing those things. He broke the mold in that sense. He made it um, very androgynous would be the term. So that is where he started to evolve. And that is how, that is the character he evolved into, the exotic one, Adrian Street. Um, more and more outrageous, really knew how to get under the, the skin of the, uh, under the skin of the crowd, gotten, got booed, you know, however he wanted to, whenever he wanted to. His signature move was to kiss his opponent to get out of a pin. Um, he would also put makeup on his opponent when they were down. Um, just knew, like I said, knew how to turn it up, um, cross the line, and get people to be really mad. <laughs> uh, the contrast between his in-ring persona and his vicious move set, the, the fans just couldn't understand, couldn't, didn't, couldn't understand or deal with it. Um, because it was just it was very new in in wrestling. He bled. He was hardcore wrestler. Uh, one of the coolest thing k- pictures that I've seen of him. Um, he's holding the belt over his head, full sequin, full glitter, blood running out of his mouth. Uh, but he he was holding up the belt that he was a champion. Um, you, he set the table for wrestlers like Goldust. Um, parallel, you know, Goldust is a parallel character, an homage to Adrian Street. Really, you know, the just took what the big burly man in the ring and flipped on his head, and you could be a big burly man who dresses like a female, who has a feminine, you know, feel to them, but isn't. This is a big strong man. 
He never let on that he was gay or not gay. Not that any of that matters because in the ring, he was just Adrian, the exotic one, Adrian's treat. And that was just what got people to react. And he loved it. Uh, he, he even uh, paired up with um, his wife. Uh, she became one of the, his, the first female valets in wrestling, Miss Linda. Um, they worked as, as heels. She was the one jumping in the ring and, and uh, causing the shenanigans. Um, the, all the backhanded tactics. What's fun about them, uh, after they retired from wrestling, they actually began um, doing uh, ring gear for wrestlers. Uh, they did um, the shirt, Dude Loves shirt and attire for his feud with Stone Cold, Steve Olsen in the 90s. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, they added, you know, he added the weird to wrestling. He was a tough guy and he will be missed um, and, and was missed because so many missed his career. I encourage you to uh, find clips, highlights, articles. Uh, like I said, ProWrestlingStories.com. They have a great um, uh, piece on Adrian Street. Um, he was an entertainer, you know. Um, a, a, another great photo that I suggest everybody look at, just Google Adrian Street Coal Mine. It's from a photo shoot um, that where Adrian Street dressed full exotic one went to his father's coal mine and posed for pictures alongside his dad and, and his dad's uh, colleagues. And their, their faces and, and reactions in the photos are very real. And, you know, seeing that picture, you'll understand the, the, the yin and yang of Adrian Street, I think, honestly. Uh, the guy that came out of the coal mines and just became just the, just the gold of the diamonds, you know, just became the diamond out of the mine. That was cheesy, maybe. But it makes sense. Adrian Street, you will be missed. Passed away July of 2022. Um, I encourage you, check out his work. Okay, so next week, I will be recapping the big storylines in NXT, AEW, WWE. Uh, seeing what's um, anything blossoming as we get to the next big events. Uh, before I let you leave, though, do not forget, while you wait for my newest episode to drop, you can find previous content interviews, old episodes, new content is coming all on the uh, the Armchair Bookers podcast YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook, TikTok, IG. Like, subscribe, follow, comment. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you, you know if you think I'm saying something that's not uh, not good, wrong. You're wrong. We'll argue. I'm right. Talk it out. Speaking of talking it out, I'm going to shout it out to John Kiernan, my producer. Uh, the amazing artist behind my theme, Into the Fire, featuring Mont Easy. You can find that on iTunes, uh, as, uh, uh, as well as John Kiernan's other entrance theme uh, covers and, and original entrance themes. Thanks again. Uh, and with that being said, John, throw me into the fire that is wrestling podcasting. <laughs>